Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. internet and welcome to the kachat the only podcast brave enough to ask in what's a what's the deal with a car baby car baby i'm john bishop <laughs> i'm lucas southworth that may be one of the weirder uh variations <laughs> to the intro you've done i imagine you watch some youtuber who starts with hello internet uh so you you went with that this time am i right uh no, I just, uh, I watch and listen to, or have watched and have listened to so many things that do that, mm-hmm. that it's just impulse, even if it's not right. You know, and that's okay, John. And we- I will say one of them, it's discontinued podcast, uh, was named Hello Internet. Did CGP Grey, CGP Grey do that one? Mm-hmm. I always With thought about Brady listening Heron. to it. But then I didn't. It was pretty good. Really yeah. interesting. Uh, CGP Grey has, of course, CGP Grey voice. So that's fantastic. Yeah. And Brady uh, was... He's, I'm he's probably wrong. Is it Brody? No, it's probably Brady. Uh, it's just a wonderful personality. Like He seems like he enjoys everything. That's always nice. It's nice mm-hmm. to have just enthusiastic people in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why wonderful is so nice to listen to with uh, Griffin and Rachel McElroy from time to time. I gotta say, it's it's weird that I like this as much as I do. It, it's I dislike like hyper positivity. It's just really hard to not be off put by. But I, I love like just down to earth positivity. Yeah. It's a fine line. If you're too energetic about it it's gonna destroy me no yeah and uh rachel and griffin are never like putting on you know they Mm -hmm. are genuinely like yeah i really like this thing and then here's why but they're never like oh my gosh you guys i recommend it a lot liz and i listen to it while we cook sometimes oh anyway (laughs) we gotta we gotta stop just talking about other podcasts because we do a podcast john did you know that I did, and someone once asked, and by once, I mean like a few days ago, asked me, uh, how'd that happen? And I guess my answer is, we just like podcasts so much. Yeah, I think how I remember it is you wanted to do a podcast in general with me. Yeah, I wanted to do a podcast, and I asked a few people, and you were the one that like was actually like, oh, that's an idea, maybe. And then you got the idea of, specifically cars and you're like okay i'll do it if this yeah because i thought it'd be really dumb and then i moved an hour away and it seemed like a good way to keep in touch after that too Mm -hmm. 
It's pretty great. Yeah, it's a good podcast. We do a good podcast. John, before we jump into this week's topic, which I'm sure we'll introduce at some point, I just wanted to give you a quick update. You know I, I get uh, some new stuff each Christmas pertaining to this podcast. Just wanted to give you a quick update on Absolutely. that. First off, uh, not a ton this year, uh, just, just two diecasts, but they're both really good ones, I think. All right. The first one is a diecast of Mel Dorado. Mel Dorado. Yeah. Uh, no relation to Gibson. Probably. Uh, I, gosh, I hope not. Uh, Gibson Dorado. Oh, sure. Sure. <laughs> uh, but he is, I think from Cars 2, he's just a car uh, that has a giant pair of glasses on over his eyes. And doesn't have anything to do with, like... A lost city of gold? He is probably an El Dorado car, I imagine. Because okay. that's a type of car, but past that, no, I don't think so. Man, I wanted to go for the, like, what the name of the car was based on, even. And I just didn't even realize that sometimes people name cars things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is gold. Uh, his paint job is, so that could be well, a reference. there you go. Yeah. But he's pretty cool. I like his dumb glasses a lot because I always think, why not just make the windshield corrective? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I do have a new favorite diecast, John. Uh, my mom oh. was kind enough to get me the speed demon from nice <laughs> the one where Mater dies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Remember that, fans? Uh, yeah. that, that time that Mater died and then tricked death? A thing that did happen. So yeah, I've got the Grim Reaper of the Cars verse <laughs> in my little diecast collection now. So that's pretty fun. Let's see. Is let me let me take a look here and decide if she's actually my favorite because I got some good ones. All right. Competitors that I'm seeing immediately. If I sound different, it's because I'm standing up. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm seeing the Pope and the Pope Mobile, a strong, strong contender. Uh, I'm seeing the Easter buggy who probably doesn't beat her, but I like her a lot. Uh, Celine, who is a very strong competitor and Franz, the plane car. Now, do you have Jambalaya Chimichanga? I do. Who does win the award for best name? Fair. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Mm, Franz is my favorite. Then Pope Mobile, then, then Speed Demon. I've decided. All right. Just the combo of the Pope in the Pope Mobile is so powerful, you know? Mm -hmm. And Franz, you can, like, play with and make him go back and forth between car and plane, and that's pretty cool. Fair. But that's Lucas's diecast corner is a thing I think I've called it in the past. Pretty sure. sure. Yeah. <laughs> now let's do the episode, John. All right. The episode. Uh, so, what's up with car babies? Yeah... What is up with car babies, John? We talking reproduction, or are we assuming car babies and talking about those from there? Let's assume car babies and then go from there. Because I, uh, I got to be real. Uh, when when discussing the the birth of my beautiful baby boy, sure, I had a, a discussion with my wife, and the the discussion went, "I will be there if you want me to, but I do not want to be there because." I can't help. And also, I'm squeamish. 
And uh, she was like, well, you're going to be there. And I was like, I will be there. And then uh, they made me cut the cord. I said no, and then they made me do it. (laughs) (laughs) And I saw a bunch of blood and goop, and I don't think that's something people want to hear about. Well, you're telling them anyway, man. Yep. So if you want to censor the words blood and goop, that'd no. probably be good. No, nah, <laughs> I'm don't, not going to do that. Fair. Uh, content warning after the fact. Yeah, people should be aware of what what comes with baby. Mm-hmm. And it's real spooky, and it is a life in danger type of situation. So just think about that before you know you make any major decisions. About having babies? Yep. Okay, sure. Uh, Babies, wonderful things. Uh, If that's something you want in your life and you like the idea of being a parent and also, like, are emotionally prepared for that, then would recommend. But uh, keep in mind, still spooky, still dangerous. For sure. Much less so thanks to modern medicine. But less is still too high. Let's give a quick shout out to Modern Medicine. Mm -hmm. And Uh, mothers always. Yeah, always, man. Always. But I think it's a good assumption to make that car babies exist. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just because that one child that we always reference, uh, I'm going to say, I don't know how I'm pulling this. I think her name is Coriander Wide Track. Okay. Uh, I think my brain's been broken fully by this podcast that I would remember that. Uh, but not only are there child-sized cars, there's like, uh, there are small tractors who are implied to be babies. There are, there's Karate that one. dojo. Yeah. Like uh, you see various ages. Uh, there's that one bird who's a bolsa plane who has a baby. I remember from planes, fire and rescue one of the most baffling creatures in the cars first for me, but it has a baby. So we don't Ah. have to focus on the rubber band plane part of it. All right. I just, you said that. And then I was like, okay, I looked it up and I'm just thinking, Oh, those are actually made of balsa wood. That's terrifying. I know birds are fragile creatures, but like, they are. Balsa wood. Yeah. You gotta try real hard not to break that. And like, even if you could... Bella's going crazy. She is. She's, She's not even in this half of the building. Oh no. Probably a squirrel. Yeah. I get it. Even if you are a sentient creature capable of like moving around as a balsa wood plane, like... Those can't have a good degree of control. So it has to be a higher risk of, you know, crashing and dying. Mm -hmm. Especially since, as you've said, balsa wood is so fragile. The good news, bad news is uh, they have so little weight and like mass to them that if it's just them hitting something, they might be fine because... They don't have enough momentum to cause much damage to themselves. Okay. But like anything, like an acorn falls on one, dead. That's not good. I'll say it. All right. 
So speaking of the fragility of creatures, yeah, babies, when they're baby babies, I mean, my brother loves to say things like, oh, they're basically like rubbery. Uh, their bones are all cartilage, so you could like they'll bounce back from anything. They'll be fine. But also, if you don't hold their head, uh, you could do permanent damage to them just because they cannot in any way support their own head. That's not good. But you see a little like Bambi come out of a Bambi mom and that thing's up and at it like immediately. And I just got to hope that if you're a car, that you're somewhere in between at the very least, as we love to say on this podcast. Yeah, I I mean, the famous example I always see is giraffes are born and immediately fall like six feet. Yep. (laughs) So which I mean, I don't want to be that guy who's in any way going to critique any mother. But like you could squat a bit, right? (laughs) I mean, giving birth a traumatic experience for the body, but. You could crouch a little bit, right? Because that baby falls six feet. Yeah, it goes pretty far. But yeah, I see what you're saying. I would hope, yeah, also that there is some less fragility in car babies for some obvious reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would wish that on any baby. And Uh, one of my biggest complaints about uh, baby design is the neck area. Which we do not have to worry about with cars. That's true. That's very true. Uh, why Why do you need to lift your head up when your head is just your body? I mean, but to play, to go on the other side, mm-hmm. how could we replicate that, the, that fragility? You know, how, what would it look like for a car to be sort of nebulously formed as a baby? See, my instinct is to go way too far in the other direction and say, well, it's a squishy bit that needs to be put into a mechanical bit. And can you imagine a car that isn't like specifically a fork truck uh, handling a squishy bit and gently placing it into a metal shell that will be a part of it forever? Because like if if you're not gifted with the instincts of a parent like some people i.e me (laughs) uh when that baby first comes out and you're handed that baby you're gonna do the awkward dad hold which is uh 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 with your hands just kind of out and you're like putting your entire arms into everything so that you can make sure that everything is supported and it's gonna be really awkward and uncomfortable And now if you imagine that your arms are spinning tires that have just constantly been in contact with the ground, i.e. feet, uh, holding that baby is going to be a lot scarier. Yeah, not to mention impossible. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because like when I think squishy bit, I mean, most solid thing I think of is like octopus. Yeah. I think uh, maybe like a, a Kirby ball that you just mush into it. But like, I don't think anything like Golem-esque where it's hard in the least. Can I tell you what I always imagine when I imagine a car squishy bit? And I think I've just realized this. Sure. 
you know Teen Titans, the TV show? Mm-hmm. You remember Silky? Starfire's oh. little uh, larva pet? Yeah. Yeah. I thought for sure you were going to say Clayface. No. <laughs> I imagine Silky, the little uh, baby moth. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. It's... I don't know. I don't know why, but I, I always imagine them as sort of larva-like uh, on the inside. Uh, very fair. Uh, uh, for a person who loves the Stormlight Archive, you would imagine that I might think more bug-like, but no, I, I've i always just kind of thought, I, I don't know, like a weird, uh, silly, putty, pink mesh, like mash that you just shove in there. Mm. And it kind of like the face of Bo, I guess, a little bit. Ooh, okay. Uh, it's just, I think, really thin, flat, pinkish material huh. uh, that's very, like, putty-esque. So I guess I'm imagining a bit more structure than you. Yeah. Uh, I also go sort of blobfish sometimes in my head, like out-of-the-water blobfish, obviously. Blobfish definitely feels more in line with what I imagine. Yeah, but... It's somewhere in the, I would say it's somewhere in the middle between like a larva and a blobfish in my head. Like it can ambulate in my head outside mm-hmm. of the car, uh, but very, very slowly and they don't like it. Ah, I've, I've just recently watched a very, very long video about Jimmy Neutron. Sure. From the uh, shout out to Jordan Fringe on YouTube. Uh, good, good stuff. Uh, but it reminds me now of the Yolkians. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, from the Jimmy Neutron movie? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Like, almost like that, where they're just this goo that go in car and then fuse with car. Okay, let me... I have a very half-formed image in my head of the Olkians. Yeah, okay, yeah. I just Googled them. (laughs) here's the thing. I wanted to say this before you Googled them, so close your eyes. Yeah. Uh, I always thought of the arms being in a certain way. Where do you think the arms are located? I, I guess on the side of them. I don't know, man. Well, the answer is maybe for only like the main ones, but I think maybe all of them. I didn't think this, but it's on the glass. Huh. That's the arms are like, I guess, suction cupped onto the glass rather than a part of the metal bit. So I guess they're sort of Bluetooth connected instead yep. of... It's kind of interesting. Okay. Yeah. I think that makes for... Yeah, I'm looking at it now. I think it makes the design a little stronger in terms of just pure aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it makes it make a little less sense for sure. And I guess to really hone hammer this in, I kind of imagined like, uh, I guess, a somewhat reverse symbiote. Okay. Instead of ever, like, covering the outside, it's just on the inside. Huh. Okay. Yeah, mine. I think mine's pretty pretty far away from that. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's interesting. I'm glad we brought that up. Mm-hmm. Because I guess in my head, I always assumed we were on the same page on that. But it's very interesting to me that we're not exactly on the same page. Yeah, 150 episodes in is when we learned that something we established in, like, episode, let's say, five if that (laughs) yeah uh boy howdy that's interesting fun good job us 
Also, you mentioned Brandon Sanderson. Uh, I just wanted to let you know I finished the first Mistborn trilogy. It's very, very good. So good. Uh, the second era of Mistborn has just recently ended, and Chef's Kiss. Also very good. Mm-hmm. Also very, very good. like completely different genre, mm. but set in the same world. It's just into the future. So you see it as it develops, and I think he's going to do another... Uh, one that is set in like the 1960s or something. Huh. That's interesting. I'm excited mm-hmm. about that. So be prepared for Cowboy Adventure. I, John, I'm always prepared for Cowboy Adventure. All Gotta right. say, I knew from the first book, Sazid, is that what, how you pronounce, would pronounce Sazed. his name? Sazed? Okay. Mm-hmm. Sazed would be, he was my favorite character from the first book. Mm-hmm. And that continued on and I loved his arc. Gotta say, spook with the 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 metal chair out of nowhere into like my top five characters right there in that last book man uh spook such an interesting story in that last one i liked it a lot when you find out what his chosen name means yeah it just shatters your heart yeah he's very good yeah oh man i love love me some spook he's very good anyway y'all should read some brando Brando As we Sando, say. good, uh, has some uh, problematic history, but he works on himself, and that's that's good. That's sometimes that's all we can ask from folks. It's it's like if uh, J.K. Rowling learned from criticism. Man, wouldn't that be cool? And she... also was a much better writer. <laughs> yes, that's true. Can you imagine? She could have just shut up forever. I can't get on that subject. Uh... <laughs> she could have just not. And then she just kept doing it. She could have just never said anything ever again and been fondly regarded as one of the greatest authors of all time. Mm-hmm. And then some people would be like, hey, remember that one time when she was young? And she, like, yeah, but she was young. She probably grew and changed and was a better person after that. And <laughs> no one would have known. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, car babies are probably pretty weird. Uh, probably pretty weird. But I, I gotta assume, so we've danced around it just a little bit, but I gotta assume they're much tougher than baby baby. Yeah, I think that's a solid assumption. Because, again, my brother spooks me because he's a nurse, and he is so comfortable with baby. And I mean baby baby. Sure. And it's terrifying how comfortable he is with baby baby because his... Firstborn was born, and then he tucked said baby in arm and like football carry, and then fell asleep in a chair with baby. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's a nurse, so I'm sure he would know this. Sure. But before you leave the hospital, you are required to watch a video and then like sign an agreement saying that you will not sleep with your baby there because your baby needs to be away from you because of. A common tragedy, which yeah. is some people roll over in their sleep. Yeah. Uh, and my brother, stone still. That baby, perfectly fine. She is like, oh, shoot. I want to say 10. Mm. Probably older than that. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, Darcy, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm terrible with birthdays. That's all right, bud. <laughs> um, but... Uh, she, yeah, she is fine, great, and honestly, like, one of the things that has stood out to me 
with that child is she has always been like weirdly mature and like there are obvious things of like oh she'll throw a timber tantrum here and she'll be snide or snotty in certain ways because she is still a child but she's always impressed me with like a certain amount of maturity that did not belong to a child of her age hmm. and that is all to say that my brother great dad yeah. but like terrifies me with how comfortable he is with babies and like he said things that terrify me like yeah if you drop a baby it'll be fine because of the whole cartilage thing and i guess there's some sense to be had of like okay yeah babies are built to be okay if you mess up a little bit because when you have a baby it is hard you will not get good sleep and you will just for a time go crazy if your child is particularly uh not sleeping well or loud or just awake and there's just a lot of rough stuff to it you're in for a good chance of not sleeping regularly for months some people years so if a baby isn't able to rebound from mistakes that would be much more terrifying and the human race would be much smaller yeah and with how much damage a car do with just running and then tripping i guess you saw when lightning mcqueen's body was torn asunder i did uh yeah that was just because he was running fast cars that collide destroy each other so car baby that's that's spooky right that is spooky and that's what i was going to get into is they would have to be more resilient because they live in a more damaging world than us Mm -hmm. like their main mode of transportation is the fact that they are a car and there are streets and roads and if you're a baby or the parents have said baby trying to travel with the baby And there isn't, like, a baby lane? Which I haven't seen one. That's terrifying. Yeah, that's what I was going to get into, is, like, is there some sort of, like, when the child learns to walk? Or is it, like, a deer? They pretty much figure it out pretty quick. Or, like, because even if they could, you don't want them going 70. You don't. (laughs) On the freeway. And I gotta assume they can't just immediately go 70, but at the same time, there are cars that are made for speed. Lightning is made for speed, and he's not made for speed in the way that, like, the tuners and the other uh, assorted vehicles that build themselves for speed that can go hundreds and hundreds, maybe into the breaking the sound barrier. But, like, still, if you're a car that is supposed to top out at, like, 300 and you're just born and it's, like, a deer rule where you're, like, or a doe or a doe or a deer or what is the fawn. fawn fawn if you're a fawn and you just, like, are able to kind of prance about immediately, a prance is probably going to be, like maybe one-fifth of your like top speed if you're trying real hard if you're I going mean, real fast at your prance you're probably like one-fifth your top speed one-fifth of 300 
is still really fast. That's true. Is there any way we can conceptualize them learning to walk like later in life or like what it would be like before they could walk or a reason that they couldn't? Well, yes and no. You could go forward, you could go backwards, you could turn side to side, but we do know that they have a degree of control of their tires mm, that yeah. let, leads us to believe that they can do different speeds of individual tires and possibly even different directions. So maybe for a time, you can't go forward because your front two are going forward and your back two are going backward. Uh, it, that could easily lead to a, well, your your brake is on and it's on the back tires. Your rear brakes are on, your front brakes are on. And it's just like kind of a cute baby crawl where it's like you're just dragging half of your body. Uh, maybe it's that. Maybe they're turning in circles over and over again, which is another thing babies do sometimes. Yeah. I was wondering if maybe they just don't give them tires until they're old enough or they maybe they don't develop tires, uh, although that's a bit more concerning, the well, idea of them growing tires. But Speaking of concerning, yeah, I recently had Rory and he didn't want to get in. Well, no, it wasn't he didn't want to get the car. Uh, my wife had taken the car down the street to a neighbor's. So we had to either I carry him to that car or we wait, or he walks. And I noticed he didn't have shoes or socks on. And he was not having me carry him. So I just did the probably bad thing of let him walk and just make sure that there was nothing that he was going to step on. And that just leads me to believe, like, if you're a car and you just don't give them, like, tires, they're just going to break their feet. Yeah. Because that's the thing, is if you have a flat tire, you do not drive on it because you'll, like, break the wheel you'll damage the wheel so not giving your child shoes in a world where everything is glass is not acceptable to me that's fair i mean maybe it's just they can only do the little waddle and they can't they got to figure out the mechanics part of it maybe Uh, it's a we just don't give them gasoline till they're older that's a better one than (laughs) than the tires you got that because uh, you can wiggle waddle like half of the issue seemed to be that instead of just he ran out of gas it's he wouldn't have been able to scooch himself forward as fast as anyone with gas but that still leaves the issue of like how do you transport your baby anywhere i'm thinking you just don't I'm thinking it's a an unfortunate situation where you just do not travel with baby. I mean, we had baby in the midst of COVID and we did not want to take Rory anywhere for the longest time. And the rule was basically you come to us, make sure you don't have COVID. So be vaccinated, take tests. And uh, certain people weren't willing to do that. Sure. Cough, cough, dad. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, cough cough is right am i right most people were you know considerate so that was very helpful but if neither of us were able to leave and people didn't come because that was just a thing car humanity wouldn't have lasted i wouldn't think because like you gotta have a supermarket yeah you've gotta like 
at the very least, you had to drive the baby home from hospital. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it's not unless they just live in the hospital until baby can walk, which seems problematic for a lot of reasons. Uh, yeah. They gotta unless- have some system born with ability to walk yeah and and that's that's a totally totally valid interpretation especially for cars i think and then there's good old our what we've talked about and what we've possibly arrived at is the other option is put your baby on a horse to take it home now on the trailer yeah yep you get yourself a trailer and transport that baby car and as we've discussed before, we think that trailers might be horses. I mean, that could work. I mean, it'd be kind of like a stroller, except not for obvious reasons, because we think the trailers are sentient. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got one. And it's not all there, so I need you to help me here. What if you have Squishy Bit Baby? You haven't put it in car yet. It needs to develop its mind a bit mm-hmm. before it can survive and own car. So you scoot over a little bit in your car body and say, get in here, baby. Okay. More kangaroo is what I'm going. Like a a Joey and Mama's pouch. Less uh, instead of, you know, extended pregnancy. Now, is this assuming uh, just squishy bit? Yeah. Okay. I guess I could see it. (laughs) But also... That's kind of hard to cope with. No, yeah, as I said, it's not all there. It's just the thought I had. But, I mean, kangaroos do it. Yeah. Koalas do it. Other Birds do it. Bees do it. Oh, wait, that's a different thing. (laughs) I don't know. I kind of like that one. Because we have assumed, I think, I may be making this up, that there is some like trunk space mm-hmm. uh, that isn't just, you know, filled with squishy bit. So you have to up. assume that, or you go mad. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so just open that up, and you go, baby, until you can be trusted with car. Yeah, uh, I think that's. I think that's it. Is that, or, or, or. Only at home births. I mean, that could be it, too. I don't like it. I'll tell you right now, but that could be it. That could be it. I can't say I want that to be it. Yeah, John, I can't either. (laughs) I will say, I I think I've at least said, I don't think you've ever gone along with this. I think I've said maybe that the cars lay eggs sometimes. And that would make home births... I don't know about easier, but more they would make more sense to me if they laid eggs instead of, you know, did live birth. Yeah. Uh, and I also, this is just a science theory. Do you think that, like, everyone's so sad now because of, like, all of the lead that has happened? It's entirely possible. Because there's a link there. And I wonder if we're just, like, not wanting to acknowledge that that's why so many people are so depressed now is because we were raised in a lead-enriched environment. I mean, I think it's I think there's ev- evidence there, John. Oh, yeah, certainly. And, like, 
it's also why the population isn't as high as it was expected to be. There's just so many things that have been a negative effect that we know about, but we don't talk about. And I'm wondering if depression is as big as it is because of various things uh, like media uh, led everywhere and also just existentialism because as you notice, well, we've talked about this many times before a positive association between intelligence, which is on the rise and depression, which Mm. means that the more you can understand and accept reality, the more you don't want to be a part of it. That's rough, man. (laughs) Yep. Oh boy. But babies, Babies, car babies, they probably can handle lead better than people do. Bold statement. I gotta hope. (laughs) But like leaded versus unleaded fuel, like it's everywhere. And it's something they are almost certainly consuming. And like they have to live in a world where weather is crazy. Everything's crazy because climate, climate change. They're all cars. One of the most important things we got to remember is that they're all cars. Mm -hmm. And like. Think of the children, something that the right loves to espouse but never do. Uh, Yeah, climate is a big deal, and it's going to affect the children because they have to grow up and live with the climate we've destroyed. And I say we as if I my generation could be held responsible. Uh, Some of us, sure, but like, no, it's the old folks. They're the ones destroying things and doing the whole uh, ignoring climate change because profit. And it just makes me so mad that they can do things like that and make policy decisions for a world they're not going to live in so that they can profit now. Yeah, it's no good, man. Mm. It's no good. Makes me really, really mad all the time, every day even. Yeah, and then there's the whole argument. The argument I hate and love is that it's a kid's movie, which, uh, going further into the meta of that statement, not just saying, oh, it's a kid's movie, they're not thinking about it. I'm saying that because it's a kid's movie, you have to assume that things will work out. Things yeah. will be better. Things will be good. Because the bad guys, in the end, will lose in a kid's movie. Uh, in the real world, they become rich. Ah, <sighs> oh, boy, howdy. It is hard not to go on just spirals of just being sad but like it's a kids movie so we don't have to we can know that in this kids movie world in the world of cars things will work out things will get better even when they get dark and gritty in the third movie or the second movie if you're planes uh things will work out the heroes will either win or learn and that's pretty great just learning is great because Learning is a part of growing. And I think it's important to remember, while it's not, you shouldn't be, you know, entirely optimistic all the time. It is important to remember that very generally speaking, things have gotten better over oh. the course of human history. Like, Yeah. And like, not even like all the things that the right will tell you are these terrible, terrible, awful things uh, now they're getting better. They're not worse. Yeah. I mean, things will spike and get worse. Like there was someone who quoted, oh yeah, 
the biggest spike or the biggest increase in this in the past 30 years. I mean, yes, if you take a very small sample size of rates and then you say that the rate has increased. Yeah, but it's still lower than it's been in the past like 30 years. It's just it went back up for a little bit at a high rate for a month due to extreme circumstances. But yeah, everything's still better and still going to get better as long as we progress, you know, like progressives want. Yeah, there's a phrase I like a lot that is uh, progress is not inevitable, which to me both is a call to action of like, hey, don't sit back. Someone has to do the work. Mm -hmm. But it's also to me saying like, hey, things have gotten better and that was not a given, you know? Mm -hmm. Things have gotten better because people have put in the work and it worked. So like, don't don't look at that as nothing. Like Mm -hmm. it has worked in the past, it can work again. But And here's the thing. We've seen mega billionaires like this, except they weren't mega billionaires at the time. And uh, you know what happened? It got bad enough, you know, like now, uh, that policy change was enacted and then that was fixed for a little bit. And then it gradually got worse because, you know, conservatism. But hey, it's cyclical. It's almost certainly going to get better again if it doesn't. We can just revolt. And go. by v- revolt, I don't mean violently. Because here's a wild thing. You don't have to be violent to make change. You can just be insistent. Yeah. Huh. Uh, car babies, though? Car babies. Car babies, though. So I will say, uh, uh, not to quash what lucas has said but because it's a kids movie universe it is a given <laughs> things will be better things will get good in this universe oh, in ours sure. lucas is completely right <laughs> <laughs> but car babies things are gonna work out for and car babies let's just go ahead and say it babies are cute car Thank babies you. are cute and everything is gonna be cute And fulfilling, if that's something that you will find fulfilling, then it will be fulfilling. And I'm sure that anyone who's like, oh, well, I want to see Sally and Lightning have a baby. If that's something that they will find fulfilling, it will happen. Will it happen? Almost certainly not. I don't know if that's their personalities, uh, but even if it's going to happen in the future in the Cars universe or meta or whatever, uh, I don't think they're brave enough to show us that. Yeah, I think you're right about that. So, uh, like, positive spin, if it's something that those characters would want, eventually it will happen. But we're probably not going to see it. Are you saying see the child, period? Or... uh... I would say see the child, period, but definitely not, like, that plot thread developing. Yeah. We're not going to see a... I'd like to try... And then, like, months of heartache and uh, frustration only to then culminate in an actual car pregnancy, which we get to see (sighs) the progress and adventure of. Uh, I'm sure if they did that, they would make just so many weird, weird content 
driven decisions like, oh, she's craving weird thing that cars sometimes have, or she's craving a refrigerator refrigerant instead of a coolant, which honestly is probably the same thing because it's all like R123A or something, but it's not all that obviously, but obviously there is a refrigerant that is like the accepted refrigerant that people tend to use and like and use in examples specifically in thermodynamics textbooks. Sure. But yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you think uh, that Mater has been the solution to our previous problem of how do they get from hospital to house? Tow truck. Uh, tow truck. Tow truck's good. You got to get one you really trust. Mm-hmm. And it's not Mater. It's not. It's never Mater. You've seen Mater with just an adult that he has been taken care of. He's had a lemon that he was taken care of and giving a tow. And then, wait, lightning's in town? And then he destroyed the man's suspension. He did do that. (laughs) He ground away the underside of a car that was already famously leaking. Yeah. He did do that. Uh, So yeah, you'd have to get, maybe there are specialty tow trucks or flatbed trucks or something like that, Mm -hmm. uh, that you hire for this, or maybe, I mean, we always wonder about ambulances because they exist, but they're not big enough for full-sized cars. What they might be big enough is for is uh, baby cars. And maybe there's a weird culture of like the Manny going on where it's like hunks with trucks. And instead of moving companies, they move babies. It's just big, beefy, uh, sexy man carries your child home for you, which in our world, that'd be so weird. It wouldn't be normal. (laughs) No, you're right. Yeah. But we have the ability to carry our own babies home. Mm -hmm. And if we didn't, then maybe they would be normal, you know? Now, do you think, this is just me throwing this out there, a wild and crazy thing, that it would be like the fire department's duty? I could see it being like a public service thing. Yeah, and I feel like it would really fit with the whole idea of what we view firemen as, as just like these sexy Adonises with like shirtlessness and whatnot. And like, what, what do firemen do when not dealing with fire? He saves kitten. He transport baby. Mm-hmm. He carry my baby home for me. Wow. And then I won't leave for a year. And then joke, daddy? Sorry, daddy? Sure. And yeah, but fireman. But, but importantly, fireman. Because the bad news is, if that's the case, then Dusty Crophopper? Uh, yeah. The bad news is often Dusty Crophopper, unfortunately. Usually it's I have to watch a movie starring. Not not Dane Cook, Dusty Crophopper. No, yeah, and like, I'm not a big Dane Cook fan. I think we'll surprise nobody. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'd watch that one movie where he works at a supermarket before I watch Planes and Planes Fire and Rescue. Man, that was an enjoyable movie at the time of me having watched it 
it's probably problematic now, but I did enjoy it. And he didn't play like typical hyperactive shouty guy. Which was nice. Anyway, I I, it's been a I have seen that movie. I could Mm -hmm. not tell you a thing about it, except there there is a lady who works there. (laughs) I'm fairly certain Dax Shepard was the villain. Yeah, I'm going to Google the name of this movie. Damn. And the, like, he won because he lost, but then the other guy was cheating. And by cheating, you find out that he does this weird juggling move to impress the customers. And when he does that, he throws one of the items behind his back. And he's always done it, meaning he's given away thousands upon thousands of dollars worth of uh, food and supplies and all of that jazz meaning that he is a federal criminal huh that's wild i don't know if he gets arrested for it but i hope he at least gets fired for it no i'm i'm getting uh i'm I'm reading the wikipedia article here (laughs) nice nice uh vince is fired yes okay this rekindles uh zach's relationship with amy who is played by jessica simpson Mm mm-hmm uh the movie is called employee of the month which makes sense yeah that's what i'd call it Mm -hmm. Uh, but it doesn't seem let's see vince is on probation six weeks after being fired so i guess he was arrested yeah that's fair because i mean i guess they haven't tracked how much he's given away but it's got to have been so much. Like thousands of dollars, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. The movie ends with Vince asking for a ride to the bus stop. Uh, Jorge, don't know who that is, uh, agrees. He drives Vince to the bus stop, but delivery dri- deliberately drives outside the range of Vince's court-ordered ankle monitor. So, you know, being a terrible person who gets the guy arrested. Yeah. Yeah. There's no wow. reason to repunish criminals. Mm-hmm. I mean, from what I remember, the guy was just like a dick. Yeah, for sure. Like, like, you shouldn't have the man's life ruined because he's a dick. Yeah. And he should pay for his negligence causing thousands of dollars worth of loss to a company. But like... His life shouldn't be ruined. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, that's a weird little memory lane we just went down. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> Do we think that Baby Car needs liquid food? I mean, the easy answer here is gasoline, John. Uh... Sure, but as we've mentioned, perhaps uh, no. Perhaps no gasoline. No. Okay. On account of don't want them to go fast. And we could, we could go through any number of... Uh, Fluids a car needs, oil, uh, coolant, etc. I'm just wondering, because like with baby, you don't give them solids for a bit. Is that also true? Because like I'm assuming that they're able to travel and that they're a bit sturdier than human baby. Which bold assumption, maybe, but maybe gotta assume. And if that's the case, maybe like an animal, like a, a, a fawn, uh, maybe they're able to eat things straight out. Yeah. I don't like the idea 
of a car, a baby car, eating solid foods immediately. Mm-hmm. But John, I'll tell you what I like less. I like uh, them siphoning oil from their mother's, I guess, teat. Uh, less than that. So I'll say, yeah, they can eat solid food immediately. Lucas, what's... What's the teat? What's the teat? I mean, there's that thing... I'm gonna show my hand of how little I know about cars. There's the thing you put the pan under when you change the oil and you let the old oil out under your car. Okay, so the oil pan. Yes. That. Yeah. Yeah, that's the teat. If, if... And this is a big if. Breast milk is oil. Now think about this, though. I would love to. How not crush baby? Baby's small enough to get under there. Pretty small, though. Pretty small. But, like, not hurting baby is one of main goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Uh, Yeah, it's... A pretty big one, I would say. Now, with that in mind, I don't, I don't know how to position a baby under oil pan of mama car unless there's an entire setup for it, which we would think, evolutionarily, not a thing. Yeah. Because, like, you can't just assume that evolutionarily... This creature has always had some form or fashion of, I'm going to drive on top of this log that fell over conveniently. And we also can't assume evolutionarily that they've always had some way to pump it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess they are mechanical, so it would be okay. I guess it could be okay to assume either of those things, since they are mechanical beings. But we can do better. All right. I said that, but I'm having trouble doing better. Well, you've mentioned perhaps egg. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps, mama bird. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If if they would have, if they had the ability to do that, they it would work. I mean, they often ingest oil and gasoline through the mouth. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> what do you want from me? Yeah. They just throw it all in, you know. Maybe most of them use formula. Hopefully. Hopefully most of them use formula. And none of them should be judged for that. Yeah. But then again, what has our entire thing been evolutionarily? Yeah, yeah. Can't assume formula's always been there. But like, we all... By that logic, we couldn't assume oils are always been there. Yeah. Because, I don't know, this movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. There's also upsetting thing to think about. What if... Uh, instead... Okay, so like tear ducts on a person. But like then you think car, I don't like windshield wiper already. fluid. Yeah, okay. You just squirt the fluid from the eyes. <laughs> Eye milk. I mean, I'm struggling to come up with a reason why not. I will bring up something I just thought of, and that's that we, and mostly you, often say that their headlights are breasts. 
Mm-hmm. Does this change anything about this equation? Absolutely not. Okay. Just wanted to check in on that. I'm glad to, honestly, I'm glad to hear it. Yep, yep, yep. All right, do you think we've gotten there? We've completely figured out babies. You got anything else for us? Poopy diaper. Oh, poopy diaper's pretty good. Uh, I mean, they don't wear clothes, so they just let them poop wherever. Of course. (laughs) But then think about this. How you clean it? You don't. It's a disgusting little world. Uh, they... But you never see it. Do they make the manufacturer clean the poop? That's where I was going to get to, man. Yeah. The manufacturer got to clean up my baby's poop. Man, I wish. No, that's just house elves. Yeah. <laughs> They're just house elves now. And then I feel dirty for being like, yeah, I just want house elves to clean up my baby's poop. I mean... And the litter box. Yeah. That'd be great. While we're at it, since we talked about how J.K. Rowling ruined her legacy earlier, mm-hmm. Chio is already doing that by saying that wizards just uh, pooped their pants and banished it. Vanish me poopums? Vanish me poopum. Uh, I, no, John, trust me. I am a fan of vanish me poopum. Vanish but me not for the reason she wants me to be. <laughs> just think about how... How strong your convictions must be to stand by Vanish Me Poopums. Yeah. Like, you have established this, looking back on it, not that well-established or created world because the rules are extremely inconsistent. The character work isn't great because there's so many inconsistencies and also you can't make a retroactive change to your prophecies to make it work both ways. But sure, 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 sure. And then people love it and revere it and have this special place in their heart. And then after that, you're like, also, they shat themselves constantly before they got with it with plumbing. Like, she didn't even have to establish that, you know? She like, was we doing... could have just not heard that and been fine. Sure, she was doing lore for that game that I can't remember. Pottermore. Pottermore. God, that was horrible. Uh, <laughs> but like, you didn't have to do that lore. You know, you could have done like ah, good lore. The the hallways stretch sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like just not specifically gross bad lore. You could have done some lore that's like ah. Here's some things that make goblins not like caricatures of Jewish people. Yeah, here's a not racist thing. Here's just a boring fact about the world. That would be much better than Vanish Me Poopums. I uh, say, so yeah, there's, uh, I don't know, uh, there, the Bigfoot's real and he's got a wand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he, Animorphs rules, I guess. Just was a kid who got stuck like that because he did a bad potion. Man, should we write a wizard book? We should. We're on it. Lucas, I have like like done a lot of brainstorming for like several books, but one of them I was going to call uh, The Witch's Nephew. Sure. And it was going to be about a uh, like boy who's he becomes. All right. So he becomes a dragon rider, but. He's introduced to magic because his family has a bunch of witches in it. 
and I was really into it. Mm, I bet. I bet, man. Okay, I was... I knew of the magician's nephew and the witch's son. So I, I mm-hmm. put those together. I thought you had accidentally done that, but I mean, it's definitely riffing off of like a naming convention for, for sure. sure, for sure. But I, I thought it already existed, but it didn't. So good job, John, you're going to make a million billion dollars. Yes. Just like we are when we release this episode, which is now done. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> thanks so much for listening to it we really appreciate it uh if you want to send us an idea clearly folks hey cars on the road's over and we were riding those coattails for a while man i had no idea how good it would be to just have a built-in episode structure to not have to go hey john what are we gonna do any ideas for this week uh yeah we just keep doing the thing yeah to just be like oh we know what we're going to do for the Mm -hmm. next nine weeks are you kidding yeah and uh for those of you listening from uh miss consolvi's class just tell her some suggestions it'll be great oh yeah that'd be fun also maybe don't listen to this uh Uh. but if you want to send us those ideas uh, you can do so. You can either email us uh, at thecachat at gmail.com or you can tweet at us again for now uh, on Twitter. Uh, that's at thecachat. Both of those have no hyphen in there. It's all one word. Now John does his part of the outro. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, tell anyone and everyone you think might be the least bit interested in this kooky, quirky, strange little podcast. And until next time, remember to float like a Cadillac and sting like a beamer. Tiny. Oh